Good morning. Welcome to the Celtic Way Morning Briefing Live. I'm Tony Haggerty at a Haggerty 10 Twitter handle. And I'm joined today by Sean Martin at Sean Martin TCW. Good morning, Sean. It's Friday, January the 27th, two days before game day. Celtic playing at Tannadice on Sunday. How are you doing? Not bad, Tony. I thought, I mean, you can see by the tagline and a couple of comments already, we thought we'd get away with a couple of days in a row with it, talking about your Josh Yakimakis' future, but unfortunately not. We're back again and (laughs) he's top of the book. Go Godfather Al Pacino, just when we thought we were away from the Jack and Marcus situation, they drag us back in, Sean, they drag us back in, we'll get to that in the fullness of time, indeed I'll just direct you to the strap line running along the bottom, ladies and gentlemen, as we always do, we've got an offer for you, always have an offer, and if you subscribe to the Celtic Way website, you can enjoy four months of unlimited access for a pound, and all new subscribers will receive a limited edition bespoke A3 artwork by renowned football artist made by Frankie. You can see on the screen there, one of Callum McGregor and A3 bespoke artwork there, guys. Take advantage of that. Click of a button, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. That's www.celticway.co.uk. Enter in the last few days of that. Yep, I was just going to say, enter in the last few days of that. Um, so if you want one, now's the, now's the time. Next couple of days and that and that'll be you. It'll be gone Correct, forever. Yeah. Gone forever because it's, a, it's an exclusive. It's an exclusive design for us, so it will it will genuinely be gone forever. <laughs> yes, indeed, and we also say thank you to our new sponsors, Seneca. The Celtic Way Morning Briefing is now sponsored by Seneca Medical Group, and Seneca Medical Group are Europe's number one for hair trans. What Sean? What are hair innovation treatments? Is it? I like how you're asking me. Hair restoration. Hair restoration. There it is. Yes. And you can find out more about Seneca on via the links in the video below. Sorry, I just took leave of my senses, forgot the blurb, but there you have it. I believe you, thousands wouldn't. (laughs) But we say thank you to Seneca for their continued sponsorship of the Celtic Way Morning Briefing. Thank you to them. Now, guys... We tried and we said at the top of the programme, tried to get away with talking about it, Sean, but we yeah. believe there's reports saying that the George's Giacomacchus deal has stalled again. Atlanta, United and the MLS want them. There's reports saying that Celtic are playing hardball because they want a straight £4 million fee. None of this uh, loan with an option to buy. They want the money up front. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know whether that's true or not. Uh, but Jackie Marcus remains in kind of Celtic limbo, doesn't he? He's still a Celtic player for the next four days, presumably, mm-hmm. until something gives or is taken on that situation, Sean. But it's becoming a saga now, isn't it? It's dragging out. Aye, as in, you're right, the latest reports suggest it's maybe not as imminent as perhaps thought earlier in the week, which I'm sure will be I'm sure it'll be music in your ears because you've been hoping and hoping and hoping. Uh, for the last what three four weeks, but um, a sticking the, the kind of sticking point from what it's been suggested in the reports might be the type of deal that's been offered, um, yes. a loan with an option rather than a loan with an obligation or an immediate full transfer. And we obviously, and, and as we've spoken about over the last few days, usually with regard to Manich um, Jens, a loan with an option to buy is a smart way to go about it. But see, from a Celtic point of view which is obviously the way we're coming at it. You want to be the one using that, not the one giving it up. 
Sure. Um, so, yep, despite the arrival of, of O uh, and all that entails, you probably do push back on any deal that isn't a permanent or at the very least includes an obligation like the likes of the Dyson Maida deal uh, that Celtic done where you know you're getting them. Um, it's just when the fees paid, that kind of thing. So I don't think an option to buy really works for Celtic yeah, not, in this juncture. Um, I suppose no, when you're... Sorry? Not for Celtic, I agree. No, not for Celtic, it's, I agree. No, uh, Celtic have wisely used that to their advantage in the past, but when it comes to a player like Jack and Marcus, then so be it. And we also still don't know what the, a lot of the ins and outs, Sean, if, if it's over game time, etc., etc., etc. But I, uh, yeah, I'm still clinging on to that small percentage that Jackie Marcus might actually stay. Uh, mm-hmm. And he won't be a starter at Celtic because the manager's made that particularly clear. And he's also brought in O as well. So. It's up to George's Jack and Marcus. If, if nothing can't get thrashed out in the next few days, he has to still keep up the attitude that he's he has already shown when he's been on the field and give it 100%. But I'd hate to think that Celtic would... He, he would be unhappy and it would affect anything moving forward, Sean. That's the whole... That that's that is a I mean it is a consideration. I know Ange Postecoglou's been on record saying that his attitude and training and stuff has been fine. That's why he's been in squads and that's why he's played them. Maybe... Not from the start, obviously, but that's why he's played him. Yeah. Um, and I think when he's on the pitch, you can see he still cares. When he's on the pitch, he's still got the professional pride in that sense. He's not doing, by all accounts, an, an Anthony Gordon down the road at Everton just now, what he's apparently yeah. doing. But um, I'm going to put this comment up by David Ferguson. He says, Ange Postecoglou probably wants three strikers at the club eventually, so why not start now? Move Yakimakis on in the summer and then bring in another replacement then. Um, now, to that, Tony... I would suggest that what you said there about maybe any discontent, definitely. But the flip side is that if you already are allowing him to leave, that doesn't pan out and you've got three strikers and all that, then fair enough. But you need to find game time. Yeah, yeah. Given he's not had that... I mean, he's had game time, but maybe not the amount of starts that he would want. Um, In the first half of the season with another striker in there that's got to be bedded in as well now, you're probably talking about his value continuing to depreciate if the second half of the season pans out like the first one did. So I actually think it's a really quite a difficult one uh, for Celtic's point of view in terms of what exactly you do and, and how far you push it. Um, I do I do agree with them if it is the way that the reports are making out that an option to buy loan deal it just, just won't work in this situation. I don't think that's a, a wise thing to do. Um, it would really need to be bad. It would really have had to have down tools so that would be a, a viable option, I think. Um, an obligation to buy or a, or a permanent immediate move, I think, is is a yeah. fine way to go about it for Celtic. Yeah, I uh, I can see exactly what you're saying, but yeah, Patrick McLaughlin, he's still a Celtic player as far as yeah, I, I'm working on that premise too. I, I don't think I'd like to think that Jack Marcus wouldn't cause problems mm-hmm. if he does hang around and he stays. I don't think the manager would be too perturbed if he hangs around or he stays, but he's probably laid it on the line and told him in no uncertain terms the future, if he does hang around and he does stay, it depends if, if uh, Jack and Marcus wants to uh, stay and fight for his place in that situation and still give 100% which he has been given and, and says he always works on that premise that he sees them in training and mm-hmm. there's no reason to doubt that Jack and Marcus as you say, with down tools would 
cause any major disruption in what Celtic are trying to achieve this season. So, but it is it's a it's a real dilemma, Sean, isn't it? It's a it's a tough one. What do you do if you, if you're Ange Postecoglou? It's um as much. What do you do for the club as well? Like there's yes. there's a certain I suppose there's a certain threshold that you need to you need to make the decision by, and I don't just mean the January transfer window. I mean in terms of value as well, because I do feel unless there's an injury to Kyogo, his game time won't necessarily increase exponentially in the second half of the season, which means his his value will go down. Um, if anything, and certainly a buying club could feasibly argue that, that come the end of the season, he's not. He's actually played uh, not that much between the last time we were interested in January and now. So why would we pay what you were asking in January? That that kind of thing uh, has got to be thought on as well. I, but as I say, an option to buy, I, do, I just don't think cuts it at the moment. Yeah, but I, I, I still work on the premise. I still think he has something valuable to bring to the table. Yeah, George's Jackie Marcus, I really do, and listen. At the end of the day, we've got what four days, and it'll all come out yep. in the wash. Was that Tuesday? It'll all be done and dusted one way or another. And Jack yep, and at the end of the season, or he'll be off the pastures now, presumably the MLS, Atlanta United. But uh, yeah, I just feel that it's it's just it's becoming a bit of an albatross now, Sean, isn't it? <laughs> Around uh, Derek Crawford came in saying if it is true, if the reports are true, then he's delighted the club are, are willing to play hardball rather than just say, uh, just say, aye, right, okay. Um, I yeah, agree with that. that that's, that's the premise. I, I agree with that. Um, there's an argument to be made, and I don't just mean on values here, but you're, obviously, Juranovic, the context of that, Eugene Berlin did end up paying uh, a significant fee. It might not have been the fee that people uh, were hoping for initially. Um but there's almost a, a wider context here that if you're seen to be a club that will kind of, right, okay, right, we'll just accept that, then that is the, that's the reputation you end up getting. So I do, even if, even if, for instance, it's not actually going to increase his value that they get for him, uh, I agree with what Derek's saying. In terms of, if nothing else, the reputation you've got um, in the market, if Celtic are willing to do that over a player that's not one of the the most valuable in the squad, if you want to put it that way, because although he's an important player, still, he's not a Jota, he's not a Matt Royal, he's not a Hitati, do you yes. know what I mean? Then, when it comes to the, the any talks that's going to take place for the likes of those, then whoever's entering it can think back and go, well, Celtic aren't going to, they're not going to muck about here, so. Yeah. Get your comments coming in, guys, what you think about the Jack and Marcus situation, Sean's been flicking them up. Any more comments, Sean? What discussion? Well, Gary McDowell says, where's Mystic Aiden when you need him? Will, will George Oshakamaka stay? Uh, young Shaft uh, is, on the, is on the back shaft, the back shift today. The back shaft. He's, he's not on it. He's not, he's not here today, but he will be He will be on later on. He'll be he'll be in the building somewhere, won't he, at some point? Or, uh, yeah, indeed. But there you go. Uh, now, as I say, four days, Sean. Uh, we've waited all this time. We've got four days to wait till that kind of... Uh, transfer saga comes to an end one way or the other. Aye, um, I mean, you've aye, basically aye, you've got that, you've got that kind of set deadline for Celtic in terms of that. But uh, if it does stay, then you're probably talking about rumours between now and <laughs> between now and May, basically. Yeah. Um, which I think might annoy some people because it, it's yeah. it's been constant with us on this lately. Uh, and as I say, we thought two days in a row we might get away with we're not talking about it, but no such luck. And no such luck indeed. Now, Celtic head to Tannadice on Sunday, Sean. 
Mm-hmm. Happy hunting ground from earlier on this season. Very well, much so high. Yeah, well, well, lots of people were actually disappointed that it was only 9-0, Sean, back in yep. August. Uh, Celtic were going all guns blazing for a 10th, and because uh, someone said that they might beat somebody 10-0 this season. Nine, mm-hmm. they, they were nearly there at Tannadice back in August. Nine, hat-tricks for Kyogo, hat-tricks for Leela Bada that day. Do you see both of them featuring Sean and what price another Kyogo hat-trick because he has actually had a, a rich vein of form. He's got nine in his last eight games, mm-hmm. four in his last two. I do see them both. I've I've uh, I've yet to commit my, my predicted eleven to paper. Um, right. but I do have a couple of questions from, from the for the presser later on with Ange just to see the status of Cameron Carter Vickers being one of them, the status of Greg Taylor being another. Mm-hmm. Um that'll that'll play massively into who I who I select in my predicted eleven, but I'm, I think I've made my mind up with my, my front three being Abada, Kyogo and Jota. Um even though that means leaving out my man Dyson Maida. Um, but I think I think I've made my mind up that that's the three I'm going to go with for that. So I think I I think both hat trick heroes in the last time will will start. You all right? So you're nailing your cards to the mass and saying both hat trick heroes will start. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Alongside Jota. You know what that means? It will oh. be Axabanovic, Jakimakis, and Maida up front. Yeah. That's, that's what it will be. No, but I mean we touched upon Kyogo Kyogo's form there. I said the. Nine in his last eight, he's hit 20 goals already. Yep, uh, which was the whole of last season's total. We speculated the other day about how many we thought he would get, but uh, he's just hitting such a rich vein of form, Sean. And you have to say that Celtic travel to to side and, and confident and goal scoring mm-hmm. mood. They do, aye, there's no getting away for that. Um, as I always do, I've got some stats on Dundee United mm-hmm. and stuff, but. I'm going to put up uh, Andrew Galea's comment first. It's actually a 4pm kick-off over yeah, here on Sunday, which is a bit of an odd one. <laughs> um, but it is, it's 4pm 4, 4 up in, up in Tayside. So, um, aye, Dundee United, see, since the last time, right, they've actually they've, they're in a much better a much better state than they were uh, getting into that last game. But yeah. so far, I mean, they're still 10th. They're still third bottom of the league, Tony. There's no getting away for that part. But they've won three of their last five, albeit one of those was against Stirling University in the Cup. Although to Sterling Uni's credit, they made a game of that in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it overcame them eventually. But since returning from the World Cup break, they've won two league games, drawn two, and lost just the one, which was against Rangers. So they're in decent enough form. Um, and unlike the last few teams that we've previewed, Tony, they are keeping clean sheets. They've got three in their last six. That's not been the case with the last few teams that we've previewed. Um, so there's that to consider as well. Uh, we'll come up with our predictions. At the end of the show, but, but let that let that percolate. Yes, indeed, indeed. Now, I I just think uh, the way Celtic are playing, Sean, I say there's there's a bit of a confidence and a swagger and trips to Tayside and, and recently have been mm-hmm. been a good hunting ground for Celtic. You know, they they got the point, they secured the league there. Jack and Marcus scored That's, the goal. Yep. It secured the league there last season, but they they won nine 0 they've played they've played very, very well. But you can never underestimate Dundee United. It's always still one of those tricky grounds and tricky games that again I go back to it's all about your attitude and application. And if you're professional enough and you play your football, your brand mm-hmm. of football as Ange Postacoglos want to say then I think Celtic can be again it can be another successful trip. Aye, 
Um, I mean, December 2014 was the last time that Dundee United beat Celtic at Tannadice. Um, Stuart Armstrong actually scored the winner for Dundee United that, that day. Yeah, it's, so it's a 10-game unbeaten streak for Celtic, though, since then. 1-7, yeah. drawn three. Um, so, I mean, I, there's, there's nothing to fear getting up there. It is a, a team on the up. Uh, there's a comment from Myhash in, the, in there saying uh, they're the fourth best team in the league in terms of form over the last five games, which is true, as I say, since they've come back for the World Cup break. They've been doing well. Um, at Tanadice Tanadai, at this season, overall, they've played 11, won four, drawn one, lost six. So they still lose more than the one at home. But what I would say is, as a week in a quarterly start, Celtic's 9-0 win earlier in the season accounts for just below half of the total conceded at home in the league so far. So they're not necessarily prone to conceding a lot at Tannadice, despite the fact that they've lost quite a few. Um, take from all this what you will, by the way, because I'm still predicting Celtic to win at the end. It's not that I'm saying anything different, but um, but aye, that, that's the kind of that's the kind of base stats for that kind of stuff. But no. One of the commenters said that O hasn't played since November, Sean. Yep. Do you see him featuring at all on Sunday or I, I don't, Tony. I don't I know that I know he was he was very, very buoyant in his, his presser yesterday, um, and different things, but I just I, I would be surprised if he went I, I don't think he will straight out from the start anyway, but I'd be surprised if if he got on. I think it's maybe maybe a bit soon. I suppose he'll I suppose the call will be asked that later on at the presser. We'll see how he responds. But I mean, given, as I say, end of October for a club game, a competitive club game, start of November for an international friendly, and in our video uh, special with Jason Lee, he says that they had started back pre-season. Um, yeah. There's that to consider, but I still feel, I still, I still, I'm erring towards no. Tony, what do you think? Everybody always talks about the difference between fitness and match fitness, don't they? So, there's, there is some disparity there between both of those. I would be inclined to say no, but you never know, do you? Might yeah. put him on the bench just for the you know, for the to get his kinda tears from the crowd, etc. and get him used to it all. So mm-hmm. you know, so we know what Andy's like, Sean. He has been training, yes, Derek, we know exactly what Andy's like, oh, has been in pre season fifteen minutes won't hurt him. <laughs> So, uh, it's, it's definitely split in the comments, Michael Ross saying I we won't see you for weeks, so it's it's split. Put it this way, I wouldn't be surprised because as I'm supposed to call we were talking about after all, but I am I'm erring on a side, I know. <laughs> I'm just sorry, I've just noticed a comment, Adam. Uh, thinking cool. there's thinking that Aiden's just not recovered from that uh, that Wi Fi problem we had yesterday. RIP Aiden dial up McDonald's. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, he's getting it tight, he's not here to defend himself, poor Aiden. I'm sure he'll defend himself on the next shaft. Is getting shafted on the moment, yes, yes. Is it? yes. Uh-huh. indeed. Anything else to your fancy about Sunday, Sean? Uh, Celtic hopefully preserved their nine point lead or more, depending on how other results go at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I would just I would go there as I said. I want to know what's happening with Carter Vickers. He was obviously pictured in training, so if he's fit, he plays. Um, if if he's not. I would suspect Starfelt and Kobayashi as a pairing. Starfelt right centre-back, Kobayashi left centre-back. Similar with Greg Taylor, if he's fit, then he plays. Uh, and if not, I, I would probably go with Alexandro Bernabe again. Um, I don't know if you if you would agree with that. or. or well, yeah, I, I'm yeah. going to ask you, if Cameron Carter-Vickers is fit, does he play him with Starfelt or does he play him with Kobayashi? That, that's the question. That's what I deliberately never, never proffered an answer to there. Um, that would be very intriguing. Very intriguing. Um, 
Right, on a count of three, right? Yeah. One, two, three, Starfield. Mm. <laughs> uh, see, you never say anything there. You never well, well I, I was, I, I was uh, going to say, I, think, I, think I was going to say no. So that the question I posed, I was going to say oh, right. no. So which would have said he'll play on with Starfield. Mm-hmm. So I, I think at, at this juncture, I think the need for points in the bag is just too great mm-hmm. at this minute. What came out so saying CCV UK? There you go. The thing is, right, I, I mean, I said this when I, when I wrote the kind of instant reaction to Kobayashi's debut. Um, I made the point that I, what I really want to see is a, a, a defence of well, Hart and goal, and then probably Johnston, but fine if it's Ralston. But then Cameron Carter-Vickers, Yuki Kobayashi and Greg Taylor playing together as a, as a, a trio that almost, I was just a quartet, quintet, whatever, but that I want that trio to start together. But whether it would be whether it would be Sunday or not for that to happen, I, I don't know. Um First and foremost, if Carter Vickers is fit, then it's a bonus, regardless of who partners him. Correct. Yes, indeed. But I think we're just all intrigued to see what Cameron Carter Vickers would look like beside Kobayashi. Talk about natural left side defenders and all that. We'll just yeah, no, definitely, definitely. How that would work. On the note of um, of Carol Starfield and, and whether he'll get selected or not, and kind of further of a discussion yesterday about Jens as well. Alan Morrison on the site today. I'll put the put the link in the description. He's dug into the data to try and kind of answer whether Celtic will actually miss Maurice Jentz or not and what it brought and, and what they're yeah. missing by letting him go early, that kind of thing. But what reminded me of Starfield there was there's a line in Alan's piece, uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek, that says, find yourself someone who loves you, like Posta Coglu loves Carol Starfield, <laughs> mm. uh, and never let them go, right? that's what he says. And for that, uh, you know what I'm going to say, probably. I'd say a wee nod to, to regular viewer Kaiser, who I see commenting, so he's on, who left an absolutely cracking comment on uh, on yesterday's video relative to the debate over my hairline, um, in which, among other things, he referred to myself in the same breath as Aaron Moy and Dyson Maida as, I think the term was it, Kaiser, solar-charged love machines, <laughs> which, uh, which had us all in hysterics. So cheers for that, Kaiser, and I'm passing the review on to my missus as well. I was going to say only Heather can uh, <laughs> the casting vote on that one. Yeah, it's um, a family show, you. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's just you stay off that. So, yeah, indeed. But any comparison to Dyson Maida and Aaron Moy, you're taking all day long. Oh, they're welcome, Di. Warmly welcome. All, all day long. You know, so, yes, there you have it. But, yeah, and also a subject close to your heart, Sean, is the bull. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, you a real champion of the bull. The manager likes the bull. He came in in the last couple of games and he scored two wonderful goals. Do you see him getting an extended run in the side or do you see him being rotated again for Sunday? Rotated, I think. Aye. I mean, I just think it's going to be the nature of the beast with midfield and unfortunately with Turnbull in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, all, he can, all he can do is continue to contribute when he gets on and when he gets a start, which he's been doing, so there's no... Yeah. There's no doubt that he brings something um, and it's almost a bit unfair that he doesn't get uh, more of a run in the team. But when Rayo Hatati's there and, and Matt O'Reilly's there and then Aaron Moy puts in the kind of performances that he's been, it's very difficult. Um, there's still a criticism of Turnbull, I think, that, that is merited that he's very one-footed, but it almost doesn't matter when that one foot is so good. <laughs> but uh, but I just in terms of in terms of an actual selection and a run, run a form, a run a starts, I I still don't see it yet, and I'm a I'm a, a fan of him. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm a fan of him myself, but mm -hmm. I think it's just the form of others that's led to the situation that he currently finds himself in. <laughs> Sorry, I guys, that comes in. It's not, it's not receding, it's exposing the solar panel on a love machine like the Baldies in the World Cup full charge. <laughs> Super. I, I uh, yep, done it. Thank you for that, Kaiser, regular contributor. Uh, there's, there's no answer to that at times, Sean, is there? Let's be honest. No, I, uh, and also as well, Aaron Moy, mm -hmm. oh, sorry, Aaron, Aaron Moy, Aaron, Aaron Moy, as his full yep. title is, he's he now reached that stage where he's undroppable, Sean, or you'd be looking to less rotate him at this minute in time? I don't think undroppable because I don't necessarily think most of them are undroppable, but I, I think uh, it's a genuine concern for me picking my predicted 11. Um, mm. I've got the notes there and it's just, I think Carl McGregor, we can all agree. I think even Hatate, I still think will come, I'll, I'll, I'll be straight in there. But the other one, honestly, I don't know. It's Matt O'Reilly is still, in my opinion, he's actually getting a bit of a, a, a raw deal in terms of the perception of his form because his form has dipped slightly, but he's still yeah. been Matt O'Reilly just, the other players have came, came to the fore, Aaron Moy in particular, obviously. So I, I think it's a difficult decision. Um, I genuinely don't know which I'll, what, what I'll go with, never mind what Postacoglu will go with. Um, one you're going to have to make. Because <laughs> yeah. we always put ourselves in Postacoglu's shoes every week and pick a predicted 11. Let's yeah. see you go. Patrick McLaughlin's gone early, Sean, there if you want to flick up a... There we go. Hart, Starfield, Cameron, Carter, Vickers, Kobayashi. Oh, three five two, right? Okay. Uh, oh, so Starfield, Moy McGregor, Hatate, Johnston, right wing back. Maida, left wing back. I presume then Moy McGregor, Hatate, Kilgo, Jack Max. I mean, I can't see it, but it is a strong team. <laughs> That's a strong team, Patrick. I'm, I'm inclined to agree with Sean that I don't think it will, uh, it will be a three five two, but that's mm. fair enough. That's you're entitled to that opinion. I came out saying that Andrew rotate a lot. Always has. I. I mean, it does. It does. I mean, the the Morton game, right? The Morton game. The lineup was Joe Hart, Alistair Johnston, Carol Starfield, and Kobayashi at the back with uh, Alexandro Bernabe, uh, Aaron Moy, Cal McGregor, David Turnbull, and then Leila Bada, uh, Kyogo, and Maida. So out of those, I know we're not giving a full eleven, but out of those, I, I've I'm pretty much going to pick. Let's think one, one, two. Depending on Carter Vickers, three or four, and then five, six, seven, probably about eight of those. So I, I would say he's rotating maybe three. So I think it's I think it's maybe fair enough. I don't expect yeah. six. I don't expect a lot of rotation in terms of the fact that you know you've got to put out the strongest team possible to go and win the game, which he always does. Hmm. You know, I can understand rotation for the Morton game. I get that, but in terms of the league, I think that's I think he's got a rough idea. Likewise, what he's doing is you say he tweaks it one or two, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. uh, for league matches, which is fair enough and freshens up. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Patrick McLaughlin, don't take a fit, lads. <laughs> no, um, that's fine, you're entitled to that opinion, but I just just don't see a 3 5 2. I've got to be honest, but hey, you never no, know. It's going to say. Kimatsu comes in saying the five sub rule has changed the game. Watch Japan versus Spain or Japan versus Germany if you aren't convinced. 
certainly for Celtic, it's it's a massive, massive bonus. Yeah. So when you, see when you've got that depth of quality, and you can you can change half your outfielders in any given game, which is I mean it's hard to keep the the intensity up. That's part of the trick that Postecoglou wants them to come on and just keep that intensity and keep that quality. And, and a lot of the time it does work, but it is a hard thing to actually get right when to put them on, who to put on, how many to put on at the one time, all that kind of stuff. But I agree with with K Match. We see for a team like Celtic. The ability when you've got the bench that you've got, the ability to change half your outfielders is is, is just invaluable. It's absolutely it's key. It's and don't get me wrong, sometimes the game's already put to bed really by the time a lot of the subs yeah. are on. That's that's true. But it's still it still feeds into that kind of we never stop the relentless thing. The Celtic will continue to try and try and go for the ten, that kind of thing. And he talks about playing sixty minutes and thirty minutes, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, the players play Two thirds of the game, and then the subs are going to come on and impact it in the last third, that kind of stuff. So, I, I think there's maybe when he does talk about rotating players or, or substituting players, he maybe does say to players, Look, give me what you got for an hour because such and such is coming on, that kind of thing. And he has that kind of hour, isn't he? That 60 65 minute kind of thing where he does yeah. make like, maybe three subs at that point in time. and He's occasionally, he's occasionally. I'm thinking back to Haksabarovic when he was, he was the kind of guy that got it a couple of times. Abada got it. Um, sometimes it's because of fitness. Sometimes it's because something's not working. But he's, he's also made subs at half time before he's enough to do that as well. Um, yeah. I was going to say because um, the, there's a kind of mini debate about the three at the back kind of thing here. Um, uh, and there was there was a comment where was it Treble saying Kobe actually gives us the option to switch to a back three. And that's strictly speaking true. And this is kind of this is likely to be a newsletter topic, isn't it, Tony? But if he was really thinking of going three at the back, I feel as if he would have kept Marit Shentz. Because why do you let the extra centre back go if you're going to play more centre backs in a game and not the same yeah. amount? Um, and there's probably a newsletter in this, Tony. We're thinking about we're spitballing before it. We we're thinking about it, and everybody, you, ourselves included, were absolutely right to say that there is a ruthless streak. But we were discussing that. Actually, there's a wee bit of a merciful side to that as well. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Um, so yeah, to subscribe to the newsletter, you know, you'll get the full, the full, uh, the full argument for that. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. Now, are we going predictions, Sean? Too early for predictions, is it? No, by all means. I mean, uh, I mean, why not? Unless you've got anything else you're you're going to say. I mean. Sorry, I'll just throw this up because I'm forever saying this about the pass network when I'm doing the data stuff after the yeah, game. Sure. Andrew Galea with the ball, Celtic and Moria 2-3-5 anyway, which is true. As I say, mm. Joe Hart stays in his own half all game, just. And yeah. uh, sometimes both the centre-backs, sometimes only one of the centre-backs, depends what kind of like how attritional a game it is in terms of how deep someone's sitting. But the rest of the players, invariably, they're in the opposition half. And the fullbacks are so high, they're part of a midfield. So it's kind of like a two, a two, either a three with the two fullbacks, McGregor, or a two four with Hatati McGregor, and then O'Reilly pushing, say O'Reilly, Moy, whoever, O'Reilly pushing right up. So you've almost got the four up front. Um, so I agree with Andrew Gilly. Whether they start with three at the back or not, in domestic football, it'll end up much the same in terms of the majority of the teams in the opposition half anyway. Yes, exactly. That's, that's the way, kind of usually pans out, doesn't it? And I also agree with this from Beach Boys, if I can find it, about the, the kind of the logic of playing something like a 3-5-2 when you've got so many wingers. Because you either need to ask the likes of Maida to play a, a wing-back role, which don't get me wrong, I'm sure he would do it. Forrest played a wing-back role before under Neil Lennon as well. 
but you need. I mean, where, where are you fitting in a lot of these wingers if you're playing if you're playing a, a, a five? You know what I mean? So I, I take Beach Boys' point there as well. So indeed. Okay, Sean, you're going to go first. Am I going first? I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I. I mean, I, I've got. I've got. I've got mine noted down here. It's um, as I said earlier on. United are in much better shape than the last time. Yep. They're keeping a, a few clean sheets. It's at Tannadice rather than Parkhead. But Celtic are not only scoring still, so they're averaging three goals per game since the New Year, right? But they're also keeping clean sheets themselves because that's four in a row. So I'm going to go exactly what that suggests and say three nil. Well, you're going three nil, are you? Yep. Okay. I'll go four nil, Sean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Four nil, Celtic. There you go. Obviously, yeah, the buckled Furby three nil. What a username that is, by the way. The buckled Furby. Two nil. Um, guys are saying hat trick. Uh, Pete McGee three nil. You're going to bet both of them then, Pete? I'm saying Ryan here four nil. me. Derek Crawford five one. Kyogo hat trick. There you go. Jason Lee, 3 0. Gary McDowell, 2 0. Bob getting a wee line up in there as well. Tipping the water to start, actually, I noticed. Yeah, well, well, I think there's yeah, a chance yeah. of that. I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them, but I just don't I don't necessarily think so yet. It's funny, but I'm, I'm looking at a lot of people's teams and they've got George's Jack and Marcus. Is that happening? Hmm. Coming on. You know, so, yeah. Go, we'll see how it goes, eh? Yeah. You know, Gary McDowell, 4 1 Shelter to the Brown Warrior, 3 1 Helen Freaks, yep. Uh, <laughs> well, I say five, five now. Five. Uh, Mick G says he's not too intelligent to be a bit. <laughs> uh, there you go, pal. Maybe that's my time for then. Uh, uh, my hash coming in saying the XG for home and away data suggests a two or three goal margin. I'll take the three one. Thank you. Or the, not three one. I'll take the three goal one. I mean, <laughs> yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, Andrew Galea five now. Pucci's going all in. Not only is George Shakamak is going to be there. He's going to start and he's going to score a hat trick. Um, ben Hawkins four 0 Another Aaron Moy brace. He'll be challenging uh, Kyogo for top scorer at this rate. I think it's another brace. Yeah, Five and nil. on Aaron Moy, just taking a couple of decent penalties with a plum, Sean. Mm-hmm. You know, so with Josip Juranovic departing, Celtic have got a new penalty taker if Aaron Moy's on the field. Gonna say if they get apparently surely not two yeah, games in a row, Tony. Surely not two games I'm just going to throw this up. Just on, the, I think it's off the back of the Iwata question. Uh, Brown Warrior yeah. says the tempo dropped off noticeably when Callum McGregor went off against Morton. So don't see us changing that if he's 100% fit. Now to that, I would say it did right, but I wouldn't say it was because McGregor went off. I would say it was just the way that the game had panned out. Uh, yeah. Having that kind of lead at half time, and I said this in the Iwata kind of instant reaction to his debut piece was. It was almost, a, it was almost a, a thankless task to try and gauge exactly what that game meant because although I liked the way that he was kind of directing people and he was, wasn't, wasn't afraid to kind of be, be pointing and, and shouting and stuff and he was shown for the ball and that's what you want from a midfielder in Ange Coglu's team. The fact that they were so far ahead and it was such a one-sided game at that point with the scoreline, it was naturally going to tail off even, but even though it's Celtic and it's not meant to tail off theoretically, it was always going to be a different, a different kettle of fish in the second half. So I don't necessarily think it was because McGregor went off. Um, I just think it was, it was the nature of that kind of game. Yeah, I mean the tempo did drop, but between Celtic were four 0 up, weren't they? So yeah. I, you, you, you see, you expected that, and I thought Iwata did very well when he came on, mm-hmm. given the opposition and given the the nature of the game at that particular time. 
Whose news comes in saying a Hawaii 5-0? 5 now. 5 now. There you go. Uh, well, I think people are just trying to top you, Tony. Exactly. Yeah. You think so? I possibly I go one more than me. Michael Cairns says 5-1. I think everybody is in agreement that it's going to be yeah. uh, a Celtic victory and a comfortable one at that. Yeah. Uh, Brown Warrior coming back in just saying McGregor sets the tempo is key to that. It's the... Totally agree. I 100% agree with that and I think there's nobody quite like him at doing it. Um, there's no one better if you want to get a wee sing song. Uh, but I just mean in that situation, that particular game that you referenced, the Morton game, I think even if McGregor was on it, it would have been really hard to to keep that tempo as high as it was in the first half. Um, bye. Well, lots of love for Seneca in the comments, Sean, as well. So there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank just, God for Seneca. Yes. I'll just direct you to the strap line at the bottom, guys, as you wind the uh, morning briefing up. New offer, subscribe to the Celtic Way. Website costs you a pound for four months of unlimited access. Everything that we write on the website and new subscribers can get that free A3 Callum McGregor print by popular Celtic football artist made by Frankie. For the click of a button, you can join us, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. That's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And as always, we say thank you to Seneca, and I'll get this right this time. The Celtic Way Morning Briefing is now sponsored by Seneca Medical Group. And Seneca, the number one hair transplant company in Europe, and they offer innovative hair restoration treatments. And you can find out more about Seneca via the links in the description of this video. And I have to put out the disclaimer saying, no, Sean and myself are not the poster boys for Seneca, but there you have it. People asking. I take it. I would be. I take it. I would be the before and you would be the after in this. Yeah, yeah. We've asked if you were the before and after. Is Derek Crawford's rechristened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> they don't miss a trick. But we say thank you to our sponsor Seneca for that, guys. We will reconvene on Monday. Yep. See what happens at Tanadays on Sunday. Beautiful Sunday and all that, Sean. I think both both yep. clubs lay claim to that song, don't they? They do, aye, aye. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. well, given our score predictions, it's only going to be beautiful for one, hopefully. Yes. But we'll see. Now, hopefully that's the, the team donning green and white. But enjoy your weekend, guys. I'll say result permitting, isn't it? But we'll be, all, we'll be back on uh, Monday to dissect it all, as we usually do. Hopefully, Aidan has found his way into the building and got some kind of dial-up signal. Sean, he'll be back on Monday. I <laughs> like to think so. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, he should be back joining us. It's the Amigos reassembled. But have a wonderful weekend, guys. Take care, and we will speak to you all soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Tony. <laughs>